performance was pitiful from start to finish. There was no tempo, there was no approach. It was the same tedious, stultifying, boring rubbish. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Mike, 22-7 in the end here at Murrayfield. Frantic first half, but Ireland came into their own really then in the second half. Yeah, to be honest, it was a, f- a phenomenal performance. Um, it was very close at half-time, obviously. 8-7, uh, uh, was it? Mm-hmm. I think I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I must apologise from, from the outset. I accidentally bumped into Rory Best at the game and I was watching the first and second half with him and um, yeah, he's he likes he likes a couple of pints. So uh, yeah, we've had a great day, but it's been fantastic. And um, yeah, tense first half and, you know, to lose that many players with injury and just shows the kind of resilience and belief in the team and embracing that mindset of being number one. You know, I don't think a lot of teams would have dealt with that number of injuries to kind of key players. I think by the end of the game, five kind of pretty big injuries Fingers crossed, Gary Ringrose, I think around the 60th minute, getting that injury. Fingers crossed, he's all right. Reports are that he's doing well, so that's great to hear. But if I'm being honest, I don't think, you know, Ireland perhaps were even at their best, you know, they but they just made it happen. And, you know, when you've got all those kind of factors coming in and, you know, Kian Healy scrummaging at hooker, I remember sitting next to Rory Rory in, in the first half or second half talking about it and saying, you know, probably it's best to go to uncontested because Keane's never really really scrummaged at hooker, but boy, he was, with that break foot out, he was phenomenal, you know, won us a number of penalties. I mean, imagine coming up against that front row with Keane Healy at hooker. It's it's scary, it's daunting. Um, but yeah, I was saying to you before, I just think really we're embracing being number one and it's, it's great to see. You know, it feels like kind of, you know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but leading into the World Cup, we've been here before, but, you know, the work they've been doing with Gary Keegan, I really feel that they're embracing being number one. Um, they're, they're, they're happy to be number one and they're, they're playing like they are number one. And, uh, you know, they just they just found a way today without being probably at their best. They really did find a way. Um, and you, in your day, you're saying that Rory Best was a bit of a bad influence. Oh, no, no, not, not, not back in the day, but he was definitely a bad influence on me today, watching that first and second half. Probably yeah. couldn't have bumped into anyone worse, but uh, no, Bestie was really impressed. And, uh, you know, especially Josh van der Fleer thrown into the line out, did an absolutely incredible job. And, you know, so many people put their hand up. You know, Mac Anton, I thought, had a cracking game. That take he took for, for the Jack Conan try on the, I think it was the 60th minute. Um, we saw last year what he can do off the kickoff when he won the ball back against France. But Mac Hansen, he's he's been phenomenal. That try just before half time. We said it was close, um, but you know, just Ireland, just don't panic. There's that belief there. Stick to the structure, stick to the systems, and you know they'll find a way. And you know they're playing against a, a really good Scotland side at Murrayfield, and you know they edged away in that second half without being at their best, which I think is really exciting going forward. Um, obviously, a number of injuries, but it's all teed up for St Patrick's Day next week against England. Yeah, it's very exciting. We'll go back to the the first half and just that pressure that Scotland put on, like in that first half, it was difficult for Ireland. At the very, very start of the half, it was Johnny who actually took the penalty advantage, you know, and that I think was testament to the defence from Scotland. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, if you look back to, I think the last time Ireland lost in uh, Murrayfield was uh, 2017. And that day, obviously, that was the the famous um, bus being late incident. But, you know, that day, Ireland were very narrow in their defence. They got putting too many people into the breakdown created space on the edges for Scotland but today throughout the game I think to only concede one try against Scotland you know Ireland are the the best team in the Six Nations this Six Nations at uh, sorry 
line breaks and metres gained and coming up against Scotland who were the second best team so to only concede one try against Scotland away at Murrayfield with, with everything that's gone on the five injuries three injuries very early on is testament to, to, to the, you know great line speed in defence great width in defence and um, yeah they just uh, suffocated suffocated Scotland And what was it that you were impressed with in Scotland in that first half to only be a point in it going into half time you know not a lot of people would have thought that coming into this game you know they were massive underdogs yeah, well, I've, I've been impressed with Scotland, the whole Six Nations. They've been phenomenal. You know, you saw them, you saw the, the score yesterday, France versus England, and you know, Scotland away to France the week before pushed them all the way and arguably could have come away with the win after going down pretty heavily in the, those opening opening kind of 20 minutes when Gilchrist got sent off. But um, look, we, we can't underestimate Scotland are a very, very, very good side, and that's just testament to how easy we found it. Um, you know the, the scoreline's pretty comfortable, and as I said, I don't think Ireland were at their best, but that's t- again testament to, to to how good a place we are in at the moment. And look, it's all very positive leading into the World Cup, um, and look, long, long ho- hopefully it will continue. At halftime, Andy spoke about how what it was like in the dressing room. He just spoke to us, sorry, there at the post-match interviews, yeah. at how frantic it was. You know, there was no Caelan Doris, Dan Sheen had gone off, Ian Henderson had gone off, and you know, it, it was just sort of a. a panic moment to know what are we going to do here Johnny was even laughing speaking about it but they love these challenges it's like they rise to these challenges and they come out the other end yeah well look I was I was reading a, an article before you know Stuart Lancaster at Leinster talks about it, it kind of embracing the chaos being comfortable being sorry being comfortable being uncomfortable and uh, you know Andy Farrell's you know really embrace that in terms of you know, he, he spoke about if the bus is late, you know, we'll do the warm up on the on the bus if we have to. There was an incident he re, he he related to when he was at Wigan, where they were so late, I think an hour late or something, and uh, you know they're playing a really good lead side, but they went on to win it. You know, turning up literally at the at the point of kickoff, so nothing gets in the way. By all accounts, speaking to the lads, any kind of setbacks that come up, whether it's in training, whether it's in camp, whether it's on match day, he embraces it. You look at that first game against Wales at the Millennium Stadium. There was no kind of concern about the the you know sh- shutting the, the the roof. He was fully for shutting the roof. There was no argument. He was like, yeah. shut the roof. That's fine. And um, you know anything that comes up, I think he just embraces and that 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 kind of confidence or that belief. It's not an arrogance. He's a very humble guy. But I think that just that kind of belief and mindset. It's that ripple effect. The work they're doing with that Gary Keegan's obviously paying dividends and. Yeah, mentally, uh, mentally and physically, they're just in a, a very, really, really good place. And the strength and depth—I mean, that is just incredible. I, I remember Jack Conan scored that try on the 60th minute, and I was looking down, and Robbie Henshaw's warming up. And uh, you look at the guys that come back today. Tyg Furlong yeah. uh, hasn't played, I think, since November or December with a calf injury. What I mean, how how easy he made it look to come back. That's very difficult to do, especially for a front five forward to come back in and have that sort of impact not being match fit. Um, Jameson Gibson Park back on the on the bench. Colin Murray doing fantastic and great to see Robbie back a- again as well and Johnny Sexton was back in there and um, you know we're only if you look at the who we're missing it's only really I suppose Finley Beelham, David Kilcoyne and Tyg Byrne so it's just that strength and depth where we struggle in the past um, every position you look at is just it's pretty incredible you know for me having retired in 2017 I think you know Jamie Heaslip retires who's going to replace Jamie Heaslip Caelan Doris Max Deegan um, you know the, the list is just endless um, Jack Conan uh, same same at number 7 Sean O'Brien returns Jack Vanderfleer uh, 
player of the world player of the year. Rob Carney retires. Hugo Keenan comes in. Um, Jordan Lama. It's 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 just scary. The conveyor belt of talent and depth we've built up. The mindset we're building up and. Look, it's all looking very positive uh, leading into the final game and towards the World Cup. Yeah, on the brink of a Grand Slam against England in the Aviva, something that has never been done before at home in Dublin. You know, it's, it's a massive occasion, but there is these injury concerns. I think Gary Ringrose in particular coming off on the stretcher, really not nice scenes to, to see that. It's never nice to lose players, but yeah. in particular in that way. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, that it was nasty. I think he caught uh, Blair Kinghorn's hip, and uh, yeah, it did look nasty. But by all accounts, he's up and about, and yeah. you know, great to great to hear that. Gary, unlucky last week in Italy. I think his family travelled over to see his 50th cap, and he pulled out with the, with the calf strain. So, but look, what we've seen is we mentioned it there before that strength and depth. You know, there are there are going to be some injuries when you go to a World Cup. There's going to be three or four people missing, and we saw that in 2015. We saw that in 2019. The fact we've got to this stage, not losing a game, playing incredible rugby. Look at Finley Beelham, not involved today, injured, but you know he stepped up. He's yeah. he's performed. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Ireland win the Grand Grand Slam next week, and um, you know Finley Beelham probably won't be on the pitch re- receiving the kind of the accolades, but he's had a phenomenal Absolutely. kind of performance, and you know really that strength and depth really is what excites me. That yes, we've picked up injuries today, a number four or five, but we've got a few coming back. Some people won't feature, but the confidence we've got within this squad, two, three, some positions, even four quality players who can step in and do the same job. Mm-hmm. Andy has spoke about that time and time again, about having that happy environment that the players that are on the fringes or, you know, are there around the squad that you know they're pulling for the whole team. And I often wondered, how do you keep that happy environment? You know, players that are there want to start. I'm sure from experience, you know, being in the Ireland team, yeah. like there's times where there's such disappointment you want to be out there and you're not but it feels like he has this team like pulling for each other like whoever's out there is the person to be out there and you'll be ready to come in how do you get that environment? I think because of what you know I suppose what Andy Farrell well first of all the foundations that Joe Schmidt's left behind incredible coach let's not forget the incredible things he created for Ireland you know the foundations were there but Andy Farrell you know he's taken on and it took a while to take it on because we were thinking you know we're you know, when he first came in, we weren't scoring the tries. The, you know, it wasn't happening. But it takes time, and look where we are now. It, it's really exciting. Um, you know, I think Paul O'Connell coming into the coaching ticket is a, been massive as well. People kind of maybe don't think about how much of an impact that's been, but his attention to intention to detail, his clarity around kind of the set piece and brought that kind of nastiness, that edge, that aggressive dynamic breakdown where we're getting the quick rooks. You know, that's I'd say that's down to Paulie um, and, that, and that's great. But Andy Farrell, you know, he's been there. He's done it. He's achieved the highest accolades. He's tough as they come. And the players know that. They respect that. They listen to him. When he speaks, you know, people just want to follow him in, into the trenches. Having Johnny Sexton out there today, having him back in action, I think it was crucial, just his leadership that he brings and that he's leveled Ron O'Gara now on the, the top point scorers of the Six Nations. You know, with his seven points today, he'll have to look to the is game. It level, it? It's level oh, at the yeah, minute, yeah. He said that Ron O'Gara is going to want to retire him now <laughs> after this game. <laughs> yeah, so it's a massive achievement for him, but hopefully he's going to take the record now against England next weekend. Yeah, two absolute legends of Irish yeah. rugby. Uh, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, Johnny, great to get him back in. Ugh, look, you can't speak highly enough of him. His mental resilience, um, you know, how he keeps battling on, going, kicking kicking conversions from the touchline. 
Just phenomenal, just phenomenal. And um, yeah, had an ice pack on his knee towards kind of at the end of the game. I'm sure that's nothing too too serious and he'll be fine for next week. But, uh, you know, we, we keep talking about the strength and depth. Ross Byrne, I mean, he's been phenomenal. You know, performed against Italy last week, autumn, autumn um, Nations games, won that game with the kick from the touchline against Australia. I think... You know, players have come in and, you know, there's that pressure to be the backup to Johnny Sexton. And I think players think they've got to do something incredible, like have that X factor. And the reality is you just got to be cool, calm, collected, do what Johnny does. You know, kick the corners, take the pressure off, put them in the right areas of the field, be an influence. And, you know, I've played with Ross Byrne a long time ago, obviously. But, um, yeah. you know, even back then, he, he does have that coolness, that calmness um, and that, that kind of ripple effect into the rest of the team that gives everyone else confidence. Yeah, his journey's been remarkable. Like, if we're to be real about it, you know, he was fifth and sixth choice to, to Johnny Sexton a few years ago, and now he's second choice. And every time he comes on, he slots right in there and makes such an impact. It's been such a rise and an incredible journey for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, going back to Joe Schmidt, he used to talk about, you know, maybe we didn't have that strength and depth when Joe Joe was there um, and that but that was something Joe started to build towards and we've got that strength and depth now but Joe always used to speak about being a cog in the wheel you know when you get your opportunity through injury or whatever it is when you come in you've got to slot in and uh, you know that's that's what Ross Byrne does he doesn't kind of look to come in and do anything absolutely flash he's just you know he is just cool calm collected I saw him come on um uh, a few weeks back when Leinster played Ospreys away and you know Leinster was struggling and Ross Byrne came on um, completely steered the ship controlled the ship kicked the corners put them in the right areas of the field and like I said he's he's he is he is like jo he's not Johnny but he's like Johnny and it's great to see him step up and you know I think he's deserved it that kind of resilience he's had setbacks he's kept fighting he's kept working hard and it's brilliant to see him back